your promise still stands great is your faithfulness your faithfulness i'm still in your hands this is my confidence you never fail me yeah
fish out of water when you're not in my presence sometimes. You feel um, maybe like you don't belong elsewhere. 
this is my resting place for you in my presence there is fullness of joy in my presence I can restore repair replace regrow and just refresh any and everything that I desire to inside of you so don't forsake this time don't take it lightly don't get distracted choose to be in my presence choose to be here with me you will not go away disappointed this is where you find true rest in my presence is where you'll find true rest in your body in your mind in your soul yeah even in your spirit I maketh you to lie down and to rest come and meet me and be with me and be in my presence more often I'm wooing you to me I desire your company I desire your presence you are my love come and sit with me a while speaking to us tonight Lord God through through tongues and interpretation of tongues Lord God and we thank you Father that you help us to truly heed what you said to desire to be in your presence Lord God to want that to know that's where we feel connected and whole and rested Lord God we thank you Father for your presence in this place we thank you Lord that we are a part of you Lord God and that this is where we feel most comfortable in your presence Lord we thank you, Father God, that we adore you. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be yours and to adore you, Lord God, and to lift you up. And we know, Lord God, that when we do lift you up, everyone, all are drawn to you, Lord. So, Father God, we just worship you tonight. We lift you up. We thank you, Lord, for your sweet presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us, that connects us to you, Lord God, and draws us in and draws us close, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we'll not be distracted by thoughts that would take us away from your presence, Lord God. But we are open, our hearts are ready to receive from you tonight, Lord God, to be changed by the power of your love and the power of your word in our lives and through us, Lord God. Help us to encourage one another, to lift each other up, Lord God, and to be the body that you've called us to be connected and working together to bless one another, Lord. And we just thank you, Father God, that there is no lack here in your place, Lord God, in your house. There is no lack. All of our needs are met, our, our, our physical needs, our emotional needs, Lord God. Every need is met because of who you are, Lord. So we connect to you, Lord God. We connect to you and what you're doing. We connect to you and we rest in you. And we thank you, Lord God, that you restore us, refresh us, make us whole again tonight 
if there be anyone in here who's had sin uh, in their lives in, in, in a way that you just can't, there's something that you just can't shake and you just keep going back to. Tonight the Lord says, tonight you can choose to be free. Just say, I choose it. Say it in your heart if you're too embarrassed for anybody else to hear you. Say, I choose freedom tonight from that thing that keeps trying to hound me and drag me back. Whatever it is, just say it in your heart tonight. And if you want to, with your mouth, whisper it. I choose freedom. I choose freedom. I no longer have to be bound to that thing that tries to, to pull me in and pull me under and pull me down. That's not God's best for me. That God's not God's plan for me. God's plan for you is a life of abundance and freedom. Lord God, we love you. We thank you, Father, that tonight we choose freedom. That tonight we can go out of here changed. And that thing can be defeated and under us tonight. In the name of Jesus, we just need to say, yes, Lord. We choose you. Yes, Lord, we choose you. So just as an act of encouragement for all of us, let's say it together. Say, yes, Lord, I choose you. I kick that thing away from me in the name of Jesus. I trample on it. It no longer has power over me. In Jesus' mighty name, I am free. I am free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord God. We just worship you. We thank you, Lord, for you taking the time out to minister to us and to refresh us and to restore us, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your presence, for your sweet Holy Spirit, for your Son, Jesus, who died for us, Lord God. We thank you. We're so grateful. And, Lord God, we just say we're yours. Have your way in and through us tonight. Have your way in and through this service tonight in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. It's been a while since I've preached up here, and it's been a while since I've been here. So thank you for all your prayers of my little birthday trip. and. Just want you to know, I had a blast, slept a lot, <laughs> did some zip lining in the jungle and some cave tubing and uh, did an amazing race while I was out in, a, while we were out in a, a one of the ports, a four mile amazing race. Came in about midway too, so we weren't last. So yay, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So thanks for your prayers and your gifts and sending me and all that, those of you that, that prayed for me and all that, so thank you for that. Um, and I'm now 50. Yeah. Wow. God is faithful. Amen. God is so good. Let's pray for just one more time. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, for uh, you just speaking through me, Lord God, that you would increase, Lord God, and I would decrease, Lord. And, and Father, for us all to have ears to hear and hearts open to receive what you desire to say to us tonight, Lord God, personally, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Well, when I was praying about, um, I mean, there's so many things I wanted to talk to you all about tonight because I've got, I'm doing a few different Bible studies right now, and thank you, Milton. You're such a blessing. Um, doing a few different Bible studies right now, and there's such, such good information. Um, one Bible study I'm doing on is, uh, I'm doing a Bible study on character. And one of the, um, the things in the character, it goes over like compassion and, and uh, all these different things, and one of them is discipline. And uh, one of the, the definitions that they said discipline was, was delayed gratification. 
and putting off what you want right now today for something that you want more in the future. And uh, I thought that that was a very ingenious definition of discipline or self-discipline. And then uh, another thing that they said was, um, in this Bible study that I'm doing, is that um, to have discipline, you must have advanced decision-making. I mean, and these are simple things, but if we don't actually recognize what we're doing with our time and with our life, then we can have days and years go by without having accomplished what we desire to accomplish. And uh, in accomplishing these things does take discipline. I'm not talking to you about that tonight. This is just a precursor. But um, so delayed gratification and advanced decision-making uh, is how you cultivate discipline in your life. And I just thought I'd throw that out there and let you kind of think on that a little bit as I've been thinking on it quite a bit and see if it can help you out a little bit. Um, so anyways, so tonight the message that God gave me for us is called Guess Who? And I thought it was kind of funny when he said, guess who? Because there's actually a little game called Guess Who? I don't know if you all know of that little game. And you kind of match the professor with the professor over here and all that. It's called Guess Who? Um, but we're going to talk about voices tonight. And uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, but we're going to kind of look at it a, 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 from a different angle. Know the voice you are listening to. It determines your destination. So we have so many things and so many voices and so many thoughts and so many noises clamoring for our attention, do we not, in this world? I mean, constantly the music is going, the radio's playing, uh, you're in a store, you got some music playing, right? I mean, anytime you're out and about, there's some kind of noise going on, right? Some kind of thing speaking to you, you know? Something going on on the outside here. Um, so there's so many things that are trying to get your attention. Um, and things that are trying to require your attention. Maybe situations are trying to pull your focus to them, you know, this situation and that situation and whatever may have you. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk about, so what you're hearing, um, who you're hearing, and how it affects you and how it affects your life. So we're going to talk about that. Psalms 32, 8 through 10. And this is a really kind of obscure little verse that the Lord gave me, which I thought was just kind of interesting. Because um, we're talking about tonight, who's talking to you? Look who's talking. I could have named it that, look who's talking. <laughs> but um, So the first scripture says, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or the mule, which lack understanding, which must have their mouths held firm with bit and bridle, or else they will not come with you or come near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in and relies on and confidently leans on the Lord shall be compassed about with mercy and with loving kindness. I just, I looked this up in so many different translations because I just thought it was so interesting. God says, do not be like the horse or the mule. One of them says, don't be like a donkey. And it says, uh, which lack understanding because they have to have their, they have to be like restrained in order to come close or in order to obey. And first of all, God says he will instruct you in this, in this scripture and teach you. So he is promising to communicate with you. He wants to show you his mercy and his loving kindness. However, there's a little warning in this section that says for you to be sensible and to listen for his instruction and for you to have the will to do what is right because those horses and those mules sometimes don't have the will to do what is right. So they have to be bridled, and they have to have a bit put in their mouth. God is not going to do that to you. He's a gentleman, and he's not going to force you to go where he wants you to go. He's not going to make you do that, okay? 
Um, he is not going to hold your head and mouth in place so that you will be near him or so that you'll follow him. Um, he will not make you comply. God is not going to do that, okay? So it's, it's saying here to uh, don't be like the horse and the mule which lack understanding because you, you have understanding, and God is bringing you his understanding. You're un he will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go is what it said. So God is instructing you. He's teaching you. He's giving you information. He is wanting you to know what to do. To me, that's a huge relief that I actually have the God of all creation who's willing to give me the answers. Have you ever taken a test that you didn't have any idea how to answer the answers? You're like, I don't know what I'm doing here, you know? And so all the kids are right now are taking stars and benchmarks and all this stuff. And, you know, it's kind of a scary thing to go into a test and not know what to do. I have to brag a little bit on Jaira last week, or a week before, because I was out of town last week. He went in to take his, his driving test, and he made a 96 on the driving test. So he's just like, woohoo! And Miracle was so bitter. She was so bitter, because she had to take it a couple of times. But anyway, so, so uh, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I made a 96. And, and she's like, well, that's the only thing you're ever going to beat me on, with a 96, you know? And so they were just kind of going a little friendly banner there. But... Um, but it's good to know the answers when you're going through something, isn't it? It's good to know the answers. Because I have been in a situation where I just didn't have a clue. And, and if you don't think to go to God and to get his instruction and his guidance, sometimes you're like, what, what is the country saying? Lost like, lost like a goose in the fog or whatever, I don't know. Uh, okay, I get it. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do if you, if you don't get the answers. God is saying here he has the answers. He wants to instruct you. He wants to guide you. But don't be like a stubborn mule that doesn't want to go close to him enough to get the answers. Okay? You just want to do it your way. You just want to do your thing. Anybody else like that ever been like that? Just me? Okay. I got it figured out. I know how to do it. I can handle this. Let me just go do what I need to do. And he's like, no, no, no. There's a better way. Just come close enough so you can hear my instruction and my guidance. But a lot of times we don't do it. And he's not going to put that bit or that bridle in your mouth and make you. Okay? All right. So with that said, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14.33. And a lot of people think, uh, have, have quoted this scripture before. I, I put it in the God's Word translation because I wanted, uh, and again, I, I looked up a lot of different translations. I wanted you to understand it in a different way. It says, God is not the author of confusion. We've heard that all of our Christian lives. God is not the author of confusion. The devil is. Da, da, da. Okay, but I just really wanted you to understand this scripture a little bit better. Um, it says, God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace, as in all the churches of God's holy people. Basically, when you come to the church, God is not, you know, God is not going to be, dis you're not going to, there's not supposed to be a bunch of disorder, is what that context is. But what the Lord wanted me to show to tell you tonight is that God is not a God of disorder. He's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of chaos. He does things in order. He does things with order. And if you're listening for voices, it's important for you to follow the one that brings the most peace, not the one that will, um, will satisfy the need but have a lot of unrest with it. Does that make sense? Because there's, there's so many different answers. 
Like there's so many different answers. And, and God is, is uh, when you're listening for a voice, the voice of the Lord, and I'm, I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself, but just know that he is not going to bring disorder in your life to bring something to come about. Amen? Because that's not who he is. Okay? One version says he's not the author of confusion or chaos. So in hearing all the things we hear, we need to remember that he is not ever going to be the one to bring you confusion. And he does not want disorder for you in any way. Okay? What is disorder? Does anybody know what disorder is? Things out of line, things out of whack, so to speak. Okay, so now let's go to John 8. I did this in the God's Word translation too because I wanted it to be very clear. And this is Jesus talking, okay? Jesus told them, If God were your father, you would love me. After all, I'm here and I came from God. I didn't come on my own. Instead, God sent me. Why don't you understand the language I use? Is it because you can't understand the words I use? You come from your father, the devil, and you desire to do what your father wants you to do. The devil was a murderer from the beginning. He has never been truthful, and he doesn't know what the truth is. Whenever he tells a lie, he's doing what comes naturally to him. He's a liar and the father of lies. So the reason I brought that scripture in here is because I want you to know that you do have an enemy that's trying to talk to you also. He's trying to tell you lies. Okay, so you've got the father who is instructing you and teaching you and drawing you close, and then you have the enemy who's doing what? Lying. He's lying. He's lying. The truth is not found in him. Okay, so those are two voices that you're hearing. Okay, so distinctly, there are three voices that you could hear. Okay, so it's going to be God instructing you, guiding you by the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. You've got the enemy who's trying to lie to you. And then who do you think the third voice is? It's yourself, isn't it? And now you can be on the team God or you can be on the team devil because you can be, you know, really working against yourself or for yourself. And a lot of times you don't, might not even know that you're not thinking or listening or saying things to yourself that are good, okay? So let me just make some more clarity here. So with this scripture, it's clear to me that there's an enemy that has, uh, that you have that lies. And if God is bringing the truth, the right way to go, and the devil is bringing the lies because that's what he does, what is that that we question? Not what to choose, but how to know who is speaking, right? So we know to choose the right way. If we were to be clear about what God is saying, then obviously there would be no choice. We know to choose God, right? We know not to choose the devil, we're not, we're not stupid mules or donkeys, <laughs> okay? So the choice is clear. But the problem is sometimes we can't discern between the two voices. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, okay? Let me give you some instruction on that. I started earlier tonight telling you uh, that you've got a lot going on, right? You've got a lot going on all the time. I don't know if you do, but I do. I have a lot going on all the time. Seems like I'm just always, you know, last night at 3.46 in the morning, uh, the electricity went out. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm waiting because there was a big boom, a big crash, you know, and so I'm waiting for the electricity to come back on. Okay, I, I start, my fan doesn't come on, but I start feeling coolness, and I'm like, because, you know, Pastor Tori's out of town, so I have the big old bed to myself, <laughs> loving that. But anyway, so I start feeling the coolness. I was like, that's, is that the air conditioner? So I get up, and like half of the house has, a, has electricity, and the other half does not. Who ever heard of such a thing? So I don't have my fan on. I can't look at my, my clock or anything in my bedroom. But 
I go out and I turn on the kitchen light, praise the Lord, the kitchen, the refrigerator, all that is going. And I immediately thank God for that because I don't want to have to replace a bunch of food. So anyways, so I'm like, okay, so what is going on here? And so long story short, I had to fiddle with that half the day and, and flipping breakers back and forth and that didn't seem to work. And I was about to have to call out an electrician and the Lord, the Holy Spirit just said, just go try it one more time. And this time when you do it, click it all the way. Because I thought I was clicking it all the way and clicking it back, and I wasn't. And so I went and I just clicked it all the way over and clicked it all the way back, and that did it, you know? But how easy would it have been for me to call out an electrician, spend a lot of money, when all I had to do was click a, click a little button, you know? But we got to get close enough to hear, to that, get that instruction. What could have been the lie that I heard? Mm, this is going to be bad. This is going to cost a lot of money. This is your fault. I don't know, something's going down, you know. What is the bad thing that could, you could hear? The lies. You know, the fear, the bad thoughts, you know. Oh, you're not going to be able to get your garage door open. You can't take your kids to school. The justice has a, a star test today. He's going to flip out because you know how he is. And, you know, all this junk tries to come at you. Like, no, no. God's going to fix this before. It's only 3.46. Now it's like 4 o'clock or whatever. It's, it's going to be fine. You know, you just pray. You hear from God, and you just, you just keep your peace. Amen? So we have a lot of things coming at us. That's just a small little example of just everyday things that could happen. But I could have really got been out of shape. I could have gotten so upset. I could have called Pastor Tori at 3.46. Hey, you know, without regard to him needing rest where he's at. I mean, there's so many things I could have done. You know, I could have just totally flipped out. But, but just, just chill. Just get close enough to God to hear some instruction and let God, let God teach you and instruct you and guide you, okay? So just follow after that. So I started earlier telling you that you have a lot going on. Well, most of that is external and can be distracting, but the bottom line is that you will go only go in the direction that you have been thinking about. I've said this many times before. That's the direction you're heading, okay? If you're wanting to go to Dallas... You're thinking about going to Dallas. You're going to get in your car. You're going to set your car, and you're going to drive, and you're going to make a GPS or whatever to go to Dallas, right? Because you've been thinking about that, and that's where you're going. So the, the destination that you're going is a place that you've been thinking, okay? So it's very important for you to think properly, to let God help you to think in the right way, okay? In order for you to have the right direction, you need to be listening to the right internal voice. And like I said, there are three voices that we can hear throughout our day. God's voice, our voice, and the devil's voice are the three. Now, when we're hearing all these voices, because sometimes it seems like an onslaught, I don't know about you, but I think a lot. I'm constantly thinking. I have a lot. Some, some people are blessed to just chill. Like Geneva, she can just chill. I'll say, hey, what are you thinking? Nothing. Really? Right now you're thinking nothing. Yeah, I'm just chilling, you know, thinking nothing. Man, I, that's a luxury I don't have. I am constantly thinking about something all the time. So you could say I'm constantly hearing voices all the time, okay? So it's important for me to be able to, to discern what voice is what so I can know what direction I'm heading, okay? So what I need to do is I need to first qualify that voice. I need to see... Is it God's, is it the devil's, or is it mine? And if it's mine, does it line up with God, or does it line up with the devil? Okay? It's very basic instruction, but we really need it. We really need it. Okay, so first of all, what do we do is we qualify the voice. Okay? When you're hearing things, just qualify it. 
Because if you qualify that voice, what I, what I mean is you just discern, determine whose it is, what's happening right now. Once you do that, man, your path can be made straight. But if you don't know who's talking to you, you can follow so many pig trails, you'll end up in a, a whirlwind of activity and you won't even know where you're gonna get kicked out at. It's so true. I think we all might have done that, following after voices that we think or emotions or urges or thoughts that we think might be the Lord or might not or might be us or something we need to do. We've gotta qualify that voice, qualify that thought, okay? Okay, so how do you qualify a voice? First, you look at the content of what it is saying. Does it match up with what you know to be God's word? What is in a situation? What is it something that you could hear? Anybody just give me an example. This is a teaching forum. Anybody? What's, what's something that you could hear? Lie to your boss. Man, you don't have any other choice. Because if they know the truth, you're going to get canned. Lie to your boss. Qualify that voice. Is that you? Is that the devil? Is that God? Is it you in cahoots with the devil? <laughs> you know? What is, does it line up with the word of God? What does the word of God say about lying? This is a very good example. What does the word of God say about lying? Don't, right? Don't do it, okay? Just don't do it. Speak the truth. Speak it plainly. Speak it in love, but speak the truth. I'll give you a quick little, um, a little story. Uh, I'll make it fast about lying. I went when I was... Um, 32. I went when I was 32 to go have uh, my wisdom teeth taken out. And I went to one of those little things. I was like, heck yeah, they're going to pay me. I'm going to go get paid. So I went to go get paid, right? And they were telling me, you know, you have to fill out this questionnaire. And so I filled out the questionnaire. And uh, maybe I was 31. <clears throat> I had to fill out this questionnaire and all that stuff. And on it, it says, um, could you be pregnant? I was like, no. And they said, okay, well, what kind of birth control are you using? I'm like, mm, nada. <laughs> They're like, okay, well, that means that you could be pregnant. I was like, well, I know I'm, I'm probably not, you know. And then they said, well, then go ahead and lie and say that you are on birth control, and then we can go ahead and get the procedure started. I was like, hold up. It just didn't sit right right here. It just kind of thunked right there. I was like, mm. So I went and I sat down, and I looked at the paper, and I got up, and I just went back, and I said, I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't do that. I can't lie. Um, and I'm sorry if it disqual disqualifies me. Then I guess this isn't for me. A week later, I found out that I was pregnant with Jaira. Yes, ma'am. That beautiful young boy, my heart. <laughs> and you know what? Something bad could have happened to him. I could have miscarried him. That makes me want to cry. Because as ornery as he is, I love just love him to pieces. You know, I'm just saying. But that was an opportunity for me to lie. But I didn't do it. Okay? So qualify that. Qualify that. Oh, you know, and, and it comes sometimes, sometimes the devil mimics God's voice. Because, you know, God's voice is a still, small voice. I could have gone into all of that with the whirlwind and fire and the earthquake and how God is a still, small voice. And I've known you've heard that teaching a million times, so that's not the direction God took me. But listen. That still small voice, sometimes the devil tries to mimic it. And he's, he'll say to you, oh, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. Why not? You're going to get paid $600 for taking this, you know, taking these. They're probably going to be fake pills anyways. Just go on. 
You know, go ahead and lie to your boss because, you know, that's the only way you can get out of this situation. And reasoning kicks in. Reasoning, you got to be so careful. I'm getting ahead of myself, but reasoning can be very dangerous. Okay? So qualify the voice. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, don't. Don't go there. Okay? Does it match up with what you know to be in God's Word? And then the second thing you need to do is pay attention to how it is spoken to you how it is spoken, in what manner it is spoken to you. If it's a derogatory voice, if it's like saying something negative to you, if it is being mean or critical or judgmental, that is not God. So not God. It may be you or it may be the devil or maybe you working with the devil. I'm just saying, qualify it. If it's something that's condemning you, well, you should have known better, Rita. You should have known better than to do that. That is not God's voice. God's voice, even if it's in correction, it's done in love. He'll say something to me like, honey, let's do something better. Let's make a better choice. You know, God will speak to me like that. He won't say, you should have known better. That's not God. That's not how God talks to people. God loves people, okay? So qualify that voice. God will never speak to you condemningly. Even when he corrects, it's done with love. Remember, James 1.5, pray for wisdom as you are searching for the truth. James 1.5, if you, if you lack wisdom, all you have to do is ask the Lord, and he'll give it to you liberally, liberally without reproach. Amen? Makes me want to go drive the racetrack. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so first of all, we qualify the voice. And then... So the first thing we talked about was qualifying that voice. So do y'all understand what I'm saying when I say qualify that voice? You see whose it is, okay? And then we need to do one or two things with it. We need to either exile it or embrace it, okay? Exile it or embrace it. And I'll tell you what I mean. If you choose to continue to embrace the voice of confusion and lies, then you will go down the road and all that, that road and all that it has for you. If you choose to embrace the voice of truth, then you will have chosen a better path, one that leads to life and peace. Okay, did y'all get that, basically? So don't spend time listening to discouraging things about yourself. And some of you know better than to do that. But how about this? Don't spend time listening to discouraging things about your situation. It's a little harder, isn't it? Okay? What are you going to do? What are you going to choose? What are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to discouraging things about your situation? Well, you know the voice of the devil when he says, ah, oh, you're nothing, you're never going to amount to nothing, you're, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat. Oh, my gosh. You know? When he, you, you, can, you can qualify that and say, oh, that's the devil. But when he starts saying something like, mm, you're broke, you know you're not going to get out of that. You've been broke all your life. You know, those kind of little things about your situation. Or, you know, this marriage isn't going to turn around, forget about it. You know, those kind of things. When he starts talking about your situation like that, don't spend time listening to that. Exile those voices or that voice and thought and those thoughts immediately because whether they are coming from you or the enemy, they will not help you. Discouraging, condemning, 
negative thoughts will not help you in any way. Amen? Will not help you. I can use this. It doesn't matter because I'm used to this. Okay, so what we must remember to bring every thought into captivity under the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. And I put this in the Amplified Classic, which because that's one of my favorite Bibles. But, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ the Messiah, the anointing one, anointed one. So we need to be very careful. Basically, you bring a thought into captivity or you exile it. You bring it into captivity and send it away, okay? So we need to be very careful of reasonings. We can think our way right out of the will of God if we aren't careful to get a hold of them before they have a chance to flourish in our minds. Uh, if we hear a voice or get a thought to do something and don't take it immediately to God to qualify it, as his instruction, then we can start reasoning it uh, to be the right path. It may not even be a bad thing, but the destruction comes from disorder, okay? That's where the destruction will come. It'll come from disorder. Um, so instead of continuing down that thought pattern, you exile it from your mind and bring it into captivity before it gets a hold of your soul and gets attached to you as something that you should do. Okay, an example. Um, let's say... Uh, I get the idea that I need to do a women's Bible study. Okay, great. That's, that's a good thing, right? Okay, but maybe I get the idea that maybe I should do it on a Wednesday night. Does that not seem out of order to y'all? Because I'm already committed here on a Wednesday nights, right? I can't be going off having a women's Bible study somewhere on Wednesday nights because I'm committed here on Wednesday nights. So how ludicrous. That's, you know, that's laughable to you, right? Because Miss Rita wouldn't do that, right? Because that's just silly. Well, a lot of times we'll take a thought that's that simple, and we'll let our soul get attached to it. Hey, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I think I would like to do that. I think I would enjoy doing that, okay? And instead of, like, getting it in order and praying and asking the Lord to give me direction on what other night I could put it, um, I get attached to it because it seems good to me, and it's reasoning out okay, and I grab a hold of it with my soul, which is my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I make it a real thing because I didn't just go ahead and cut it off at the pass, so to speak. Does that make sense? So when you get a thought, qualify it, make sure it's coming from God and you get the instruction from God. Don't let it get attached to your soul and let it become a thing in your life that you chase after or that you go after or go for. Does that make sense? You gotta, you gotta make sure that it's in order so that that disorder doesn't bring destruction. What are some other things that could be misleading? Anybody? I'm trying to close up here. I got one more paragraph, but I need some input. What could be misleading? I liked your example. It's a plan for you. Yeah. Yeah, things that are good because the enemy's not going to try to trick you with something like, you know, he's not going to trick me with going to the club. Hello. <laughs> Done with that. <laughs> you know, it's in my past, way beyond out. I'm over that. Okay, even though I still love to dance, I'm not going to be going there. Okay, so he's not going to try to treat me with that. But like I said, what if, if it's a good thing? Oh, you know, hey, like um, 
like this one lady, she would always get distracted coming to trying to get to church. She would show up at church at the end of service, like repeatedly. And she just was so distracted all the time. And just, and she was just such a great person because on the way to church, she would stop at every little just place that she could to help somebody. You know, oh, this person on the side of the road needed uh, such and such. I was like, oh, that's great. And that may happen every once in a while, but it's not going to promise you it's going to happen. It's not going to happen every Sunday and every Wednesday when you're on your way to church. That's distraction, okay? That is not the voice of God, you know? So be careful what you're following after. Even though it's good things, she wanted to help people. She wanted to help get somebody some gas. She wanted to give somebody a ride. She wanted to, you know, do all these good things. But every time she came to church, the enemy knew he could distract her that way. Does that make sense? So those are some misleading things that were good, but they weren't God's plan and God's purpose. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that takes you out of the right path. It takes you right, it's disorder. It takes you right out of the plan, you know, and, and that one little uh, gossip session could lead to you not getting promoted. So then you're out of the will of God, you know. So, I mean, it, it's, it, can, it can domino if you're not careful. So just stay close enough. Don't be a mule. Don't be a donkey. Stay close enough to where you can hear. You know, God's instruction, his leading, his guidance. And get in the word, listen to the word of God, or read the word, listen to it, put it on CD, whatever, listen to it, read it. And, uh, you know, that is the best way to hear God's plan and God's voice is through the word of God. Amen? Uh, We have many things that could be reasoned out to make sense to our souls, but we must ask, do they line up with God's word and his way of doing things? Matthew 6.33 says, seek him first and everything else is added. Don't seek your solution before you seek your God. Don't seek your solution before you seek your God, okay? God's got the best way for you to handle that. Let him show you. Remember to pay close attention to the voices and the thoughts that are going through your mind and through your soul. They will lead you either away from or towards the will of God for your life, okay? Very important how you, what you listen to and what you think about because it's going to direct your path, okay? All right. Just know that God loves you, and he will not ever, ever uh, take you down the wrong path. He will not do that, okay? Um, and if you, if you just stay close to him, it's okay if you make a mistake. It's not the end of the world if you, if you make a mistake or if you can't find clarity in all the thoughts and the voices and the decisions. Um, if you need to get some help, um, just go to somebody that you know, like, like she went to Pastor Tori to pray. Go to me. Go to somebody that you know. Uh, really does care about you and about you hearing from God and just talk with them and pray with them and and I'm available you know just because I care and just pray and and before you make a big decision before you make a a, you know before you do something big just really get the heart of God on it and really find out from him because our heart's desire is for you to be in the best possible place that God has for you and um, we just want to make sure that we're available to help you in any way to, to get you clarity. So, 
if, if you're not sure about something and, and you, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, you know, a position like you said at work or maybe it's uh, it, uh, moving or, or whatever it is, just get some agreement in prayer and really hear from the Lord about it before you make that decision. Because like I said, our soul can reason things out all day long. You know, I can, I can come up with a hundred reasons to do something because I'm that, my mind goes like that, you know. But the bottom line is I want to hear what God has to say. Father God, we just love you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. We thank you, Lord, that we do hear your voice clearly and the voice of another we do not follow after, according to your word in John. And we thank you, Father God, that you help us to uh, just really qualify and and understand uh, what's going through our minds, Lord God, and help us uh, to walk in the, the path that you've called and created for us to walk in, Lord God. And Lord God, that we won't be like mules or donkeys or horses, Lord God, that need to be bridled to get close to you. But, Lord God, that we choose, and our will is to choose you and to be close to you for that instruction and that guidance and that teaching, and, Lord, to obey you. And we just thank you, Lord, for it. Um, if there's anyone here who doesn't know God, who doesn't know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, that doesn't know that they're going to make heaven their home when they die, if there's anybody here that's not sure about that and you want to be sure, just raise your hand and we'll pray with you. If there's anybody that's not sure, okay, I see that we all know the Lord, and we all are going to heaven with him when this is all over, and I praise God for that. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, for tonight. We thank you, Lord, that we'll hide your word in our heart, that we'll not sin against you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for helping us to apply this knowledge that you've given us and walk in your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.